The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. NFL Week 17, we got playoff scenarios, we got the lines from Bovada Sportsbook, as we always do. You're listening and potentially watching this week, watching Sean and Brad on the Get Paid Podcast. How you doing, buddy? On your face is back for the audience. There you go. I'm sorry if you missed it, and I'm also I'm sorry that it's back. <laughs> uh, but it's good to see you, buddy. Yeah, it's good. You know, I've been kind of hitting the chill, uh, the chill button for you know for the bulk of our YouTube audience. They kind of disappear around week 13, year in and year out, because that's when like the fantasy football. You know, half of the the community, I guess, are eliminated from the playoffs. They don't, you know, they don't watch the content. But gambling wise, and if you're in like gambling tournaments, um, which I didn't enter, um, you know, the big, 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 big ones, but I entered a couple, so I'm still kind of relevantly looking and, and trying to find some value. And Brad and I are going to do the rapid fire this week, as as we do with all the lines. Um. What's going on, but before we get to that, I just wanted to talk a little bit about kind of where we are in the NFL season. So Brady is in the playoffs. They they, they, they clinched playoffs? They clinched. Um, and I don't have the playoff scenarios, but I read through enough of them that I remember them. So Brady's in. The seven seed, the new seven seed for the NFC, comes down to, um, well, I should say the six, the six and the seven. They're both yep. up for grabs, which yep. I didn't Chicago, realize. Right? Chicago controls its own <laughs> destiny. They win and they're in. The Rams control their own destiny. They're in and they're in. I didn't realize that the Rams had a scenario where they are out at this point. I thought uh-huh. they were in. Uh-huh. If the Cardinals, who play the Rams this week, huge game. Jerry yeah. Goff, thumb surgery, will not play, by the way. Huge. Wow. Wow. If the Cardinals win and the Bears win, Rams are out. So the Cardinals basically, um, basically the Cardinals, I guess, if they win, they're in. Uh, right. because, because if the Bears win and the Cardinals win, they're in. And the Rams are out. So Cardinals, I guess, control their own destiny, playoff destiny as well. So three teams. Right. I guess I didn't right. think about this before now. It's just working its way through. Um, yeah, three teams control their own playoff destiny at this point, winning they're in. Uh, now, then you got Washington. If they beat Philadelphia on Sunday night football, they win and they're in. They just waved Dwayne Haskins, the biggest did, turd yeah. in franchise yeah. history, which Huge is tough turd. considering they just went through freaking RG3. And I'm talking about you know quarterbacks, players on the field, not ownership. The biggest turd of all is Dan Snyder. Yeah. Lead turd. Lead turd. Uh, yeah. Executive turd. Yeah. The CPO, the C- chief poop executive. He's, he's got the title. He's a piece of crap, man. Literally. I, I, that's why I don't root for the team anymore, as you know, Brett. Um, yeah, Dallas, meanwhile, if Dallas beats the Giants or the Giants beat the Cowboys, who also play, and Washington loses, the winner of that Dallas-New York Giants game wins the division. So every team, every team aside from the Eagles at this point has a relevant shot at getting that, uh, that NFC East championship, which is just, so nuts. the Eagles can't win the NFC East anymore by virtue of their loss to the Cowboys. And okay. they did not get the win. They have that tie on their record. They're one and a half games out. They can't, they can't close the gap. Got it. If they had just beaten the Bengals earlier in the year, cleanly, they would also be in it. Um, right. Okay. Instead of they tied, correct? They tied. And so they are yeah. a game and a half. So even if they beat, Washington, they can't close the gap on the winner. Now, I guess what I haven't looked at, um, and I don't think that so, but if the if the Cowboys and Giants end in a tie, um, 
I believe actually they would still finish a half game ahead of Washington in that case. So I think they'd be fine. Anyway, so lots of stuff there. Now in the AFC playoff scenarios, <clears throat> we know most uh, we know the divisions at this point except for the South. So Pittsburgh's in, Buffalo's in, Kansas City has locked home field. Oh, before I do that, let me let me go back to the NFC. So Green Bay, they win, they get the win one seed. Yeah. Um, if they lose, then. New Orleans or Seattle could get the one seed. It's just like last year in the NFC. You know, teams could go up and down. Yeah. So it's wild. <clears throat> we have no idea where the matchups are going to be at this point. Usually you'd have one or two of the matchups kind of set in stone. You don't. Same kind of deal on the AFC. So AFC, Kansas City's locked in into the bye. Buffalo controls its own destiny for the two seed. If they win, they get the two. If they lose and Pittsburgh wins, they could fall to three and Pittsburgh could elevate to two. Um, the four seed's going to go to the AFC South division owner, which currently is Tennessee based on tiebreaker. But if Tennessee wins, they control their own destiny. If they lose and Indianapolis wins, Indianapolis would win the division there. It's wild. Mm -hmm. Then you get to the wild card. I believe there's a scenario where Tennessee could finish as the division winner or miss the playoffs entirely because of how good everybody else is. I don't have that scenario. It's, It's a wild scenario. So Tennessee has a really good shot of getting in. Miami wins therein. Baltimore wins therein. Cleveland wins, who plays Pittsburgh wins. They're in. But that's not a gimme matchup, I don't think, for sure, Cleveland. Sure. I think they're in trouble. Yeah, Pittsburgh, I do too. Pittsburgh I don't fin- think Cleveland wins that game. I don't think so either. And Pittsburgh finally so. showed up, dude. Finally showed up did. in the they second did. half of that like game. It's almost like they snapped out of it. Yeah. I, I yeah. Honestly, that's exactly what I thought. Like they were like, in some type of fog, and then all of a sudden they just realized who they were. Yeah. And they got back to it. It was really bizarre to, to watch, actually. Yeah. And, and it's like, and then when they came back, you're like, okay. To me, that like when I saw that second half, I'm like they're contenders again. Yeah, right, right. Me too. Because I was too. starting and to write them off based on their slump. Yeah, but they and found I'm it. Going to assume that 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 championship form that they played with again is going to last. Maybe it doesn't, mm-hmm. but that's that's truly who they are, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's who we expect them to be. And I think maybe even more importantly, they expect themselves to be that way. And maybe all it took was some type of. Who knows what the hell happened? Maybe it was a, a, a halftime speech. I don't know, but they got back there. They did, and and it was at around halftime and all that stuff. And you know, on top of their comeback victory, they actually turned the ball over on downs early in that game, which is driving me crazy because I had the Steelers in the parlay on. Um, sorry, I had that game on the over, so I just wanted points at that point. I'm just like, get the get the field goal, but um, but they actually turned the ball over and downs, still came back and won. I'm trying to pull up. Uh, let me get to Bavada right now because I want to pull up the futures before we. Um, start talking about stuff. Uh, let's see here. But uh, meanwhile, the interesting thing is Indianapolis right now is on the outside looking in at 10 and 5. Man, man. I know. Wow. Well, you know, you know what it makes me think of, Sean? Mm. It, it's, a, it's a different league these days, isn't it? I remember, and maybe this is just, you know, me being younger, but when, like, the early 90s, like, the good teams were good, and nobody else really mattered. The Cowboys were really good. The mm. Packers were really good. The Niners were really good. And we knew that. And those teams ended up in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, but but now it's more like it's anybody's, it's anybody's season always. I have never seen, because we talked on the show, we talked about the Buffalo Bills. We saw them take off strong and then move back. Even the Chicago Bears, which we were never really big believers in, but... You know, when they were what five and one, six and one, you'd think they're like, geez, they should at least be a playoff team. And now they do yeah. control their own destiny again. Which Mitch Trubisky comes back in the lineup, their offense is on fire. Like, what the hell's going on? Right? Yeah, it's the weirdest year. Um, 
So Buffalo, I'm looking at, um, you know, Green Bay started strong, then they sputtered in the second quarter of the season. Now they're looking better than they've looked even in the first quarter of the season, in my opinion. Um, Like all these teams have gone up and down. I've never remember seeing so many elite teams peak in Valley. Kansas City Chiefs have not peaked yet. And they're, what, 14-1, 13-1? You know, I'm glad you bring them up because it's it's almost like – are they just not playing their best because they don't have to, or are they kind of slipping back a little bit, right? Just like that 15-1 Packer team mm-hmm. in whatever, I think it was 11 or 12, um, that you, you looked at and you went, well, they're not really playing very well. And it's not, we know this from history, it's not, it's not advantageous to go into the playoffs not looking your best. And I don't know any team that can just turn it on when they right. want Right? I mean, is that a thing, or are we just making that a thing as a hypothetical? You know, here are a couple things. So they've played, we've seen them play Tampa Bay, we've seen them play Buffalo, we've seen them play, did they play Pittsburgh? I can't remember if they played Pittsburgh or not. I can't remember they, either, buddy. No, they wouldn't have played Pittsburgh because they won the division and Pittsburgh didn't, and they didn't play that. So no, they wouldn't have played Pittsburgh. Uh, so, but they have played Buffalo, they have played um, um, Tennessee, I think they took care of. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what I'm saying is they played good teams this year. Baltimore, we saw them handle, and and New Orleans most recently with Breeze back. In that New Orleans game, they took off, and they were up, what, 14 to zip, and it looked like they were going to run away with it. New yeah, Orleans right. closed the gap. But Tampa Bay did the same thing. They were eviscerating Tampa Bay in the first yeah, quarter, yeah. and then it's like they mentally took their foot off the gas, and then they kind of you know, cruised into victory. I have not seen 60 minutes of football from this team I, honestly, I can't even remember when. Well, you know, it makes me think of the Panthers game, um, Green Bay versus the Panthers. They were all over them in the first half, and then all of a sudden the second half, um, they just kind of had yeah. nothing. Mm-hmm. And But nobody ever looked and said, oh, well, Green Bay is just kind of bored with it, right? Right. I, we all assumed it was because they just weren't playing well. Right. Carolina had their number. So why do we assume one way for one team and, and one for the other? And I'm not saying definitively either way, but – I don't know, man. Kansas City wins by three against Atlanta. You'd have to think that they'd be be better than that. But <clears throat> here's the here's the other side of it is we talk about especially betting like trap games, right? How many trap games have we seen from Kansas City? They're they're one game against the Raiders and eight points away from being undefeated at this point in the season. I well, I know, I know. You're like right. the trap you're games, right. they win the trap games, and did they look good? No, they didn't look good. But am I like am I worried about it when the when the what I was trying to say is like the New Orleans Saints, um, I think that defense, that defense played so well against Kansas City and Kansas City still put up 30 points or whatever it was. Yeah, right, right. I, I just, and when I was saying about like, I haven't seen 60 minutes of football, the closest I can remember this team putting 60 minutes of football together in the last two years was the playoff game against Houston where they played 45 minutes of football and put up 50 points. And they were losing that game 24 to zip, and they ended up just blowing them out. So I do think that Kansas City, they know they're so good. I think it's hard for them to get hyped up. And they're still, I think they're 14-1 and at this point. So, you know, I'm not going to bang on them too much. I do think when the playoffs start, it would not shock me to see Kansas City losing in the playoffs, just like that we saw double-digit losses last year. But, damn, they're so good. I I know, I know. And and, and I think what we do now more than ever, and maybe it's just because I was younger, again, and I don't remember this, back in the day, all that mattered was that you won the game, Mm -hmm. right? That Mm -hmm. was like, that's how I remember Uh it anyway. 
No one ever said, oh, well, you barely beat this team by two and you should have won by 22. I don't ever remember it being a thing back then. You know, it's stupid analytics, what I call stupid. I like math. You know, it's a lot of what I do for fantasy football and stuff is math-based, but it's math-based in reality. Like, it's it's math used to kind of look and research, but it's not the end-all, be-all. Like, I don't care that the that that the Chiefs beat the Falcons by three points. If they played again in the playoffs, I think they would beat them by 30 and I think that's where Kansas City's at. Like, they don't care at this point about the regular, especially now because they have the first seed locked up. I just, I don't, I don't know. I, and I don't know who's Kansas City playing this week. They play the Chargers. Like, do you even start Mahomes this week? I guess maybe you I play wouldn't. him a half. Why? I wouldn't. Not, not at all. Not even for a second. I think, no I way. Think, look, I, I don't, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I think NFL teams generally, they like to at least get a half in. And, but I, I mean, why? You're right. I mean, why start him? I, why? You're right. I, I, I don't see any upside for Kansas City to start Mahomes. Zero. They don't need the win. They don't need to practice. None of that. Yeah. It's um, Anyway, so it's it's wide open. I'm going – I actually did pull up the uh, playoff scenarios. By the way, Bavada has um, Kansas City still obviously the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl, as well they should be, at plus 175. The second team is Green Bay at this point at plus 500. Now, yeah. Kansas City, before I move it on to the last of the scenarios, and then we'll do the, the rapid fire – this week um the last um wait what was i talking about oh buffalo so we're talking about kansas city is you know last year we saw in tennessee in the playoffs tennessee took a lead on baltimore and lamar jackson could not close that lead now we also saw the san francisco 49ers in the super bowl take a lead on kansas city and that was the best defense we've seen in probably since the um the seattle seahawks legion of doom defense in my opinion with respect to you know some of what we've seen from the Patriots and the Bears and the Jag- Jaguars, I think it was like Legion of Doom to that San Francisco 49ers defense. Sure, sure. Um, and Kansas City closed the gap in the last, what, seven minutes of that game. Now, can they do that against another team? San Francisco wasn't scoring a ton. I'm wondering if Buffalo, who I think is playing the best today on the field, and there are a lot of questions. Can can Josh Allen be mature enough and calm enough in that situation to, to put up a point? But if Buffalo takes a 10, 20-point lead on Kansas City, they have the offense to keep scoring, and they have the defense now because they're playing better to limit Kansas City as much as you can, say as much as the, the, the Saints can. They can slow their, their comeback down. So I don't think Kansas City can sleepwalk through the playoffs this year against a Buffalo or against a Pittsburgh. If they take a big deficit early in that game I don't think they can close it as fast so that's what I'm worried about sure they have to come out and when they play advanced in the playoffs you know when they come back in my opinion you know if they if they're playing Buffalo or they're playing Pittsburgh they better be ready to score early and they bet and their defense and their offense had better be ready to play 60 minutes well that Buffalo team man I think that may be their biggest threat they, those guys yeah. are playing with confidence, mm-hmm. and they are, uh, dude. This guy Allen, he's making some throws, like yeah. just just incredible throws. Stephon yeah. Diggs, they they've caught fire. They've caught like this. They have confident swag where they really feel like they are it, mm-hmm. and it's awesome to watch, man. So Kansas City better not walk into there, you know, roll up in there thinking, ah, well, we can just beat anybody because they will not. But we've seen this over the years, though, like you and me, like basketball, football, and all that stuff. The young upstart team very rarely. Well, yes, right, right. And maybe they have to earn their lumps, right? Yes. yes. Kansas That's City and the AFC the Championship 
couple years ago versus New England. You know, they start cold. Like this team, like to me, it's about Josh Allen. Is he ready to just go just to be crazy? Or are we going to get the, hey, let me get an uncontrolled lateral like we got? I know, you know, I know. But it's, almost, the, it's, it's hard to believe that was him. I know. It, he, different yeah, quarterback right? this year with no yeah. offseason too. It's incredible what they've it's done. It's hard to believe that was him. I forgot that was him actually. Yeah. And, um, I thought it was one of the other six Allen brothers playing last Brandon year. Brandon Kyle. Whatever. Yeah. Um, First name. It's it's wild, but the good thing is Buffalo does have a couple of playoff like a one. I think Allen had one playoff win last year under his belt, and um, yeah, and I th- he's 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 he has experience. That's a good thing. Hopefully, he plays with a little bit more calm. That's why I wonder, like, if Pittsburgh and Buffalo match up in the playoffs with the stakes that high again. Yeah, like yeah, that was right, predictable right. to me that Buffalo won. But when the stakes are higher, that's that's a mental game for Josh Allen, and that's what we yeah, don't know for yet. Sure. You step up to the the big time, you know, you get the Jimmy legs, and things mm-hmm. just kind of. It's not the same. It's not the same mental space. The mm-hmm. stakes are higher, and you know, we you're right. We have seen this in professional sports. You know that the younger teams got to earn their lumps. You know, the Bulls had to go through Detroit, and they mm-hmm. weren't ready, even though they may have been more talented. It doesn't really matter in those moments, mm-hmm. you know. And then you and get. That's, I was going to say, then you get tenure comes into play. Yeah. And that, you know, and that's period. when you get into the playoffs and Kansas city and Pittsburgh at this point. And I guess Tennessee maybe from making the big run last year on variables leadership, they know that what happens um, when the playoffs start is the, the, the officials start to swallow their whistle. And so uh, all these down the field passing, you know, things that Buffalo has been hitting all year, suddenly digs and you know, Gabriel Davis and John Brown, suddenly they're getting interfered absolutely. with down the field and the officials aren't calling it. And then you see the young quarterback, you know, last year, Lamar Jackson. This year, possibly Josh Allen. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I really, really hope and, and I'm rooting for him to take the next level because we like good football. We like good teams. But that's when you start to see the young quarterback get frustrated and go, like, come on, and it's pass interference. Yeah, sure. And sure, it hasn't sure. been in the playoffs for 30 years as long as we've been watching football. You know, Aaron Rodgers knows that. Drew Brees knows that. Russell Wilson knows that. Patrick Mahomes knows that. Ben Roethlisberger knows that. You have to earn more. You have to earn more. It becomes more of a man's game. Um, there's less bailouts, less gimmies. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right. And the, the, the experienced guys, they do know that, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe Alan will, will be privy to that and he won't, he won't really enjoy it when he finds out. It's going to be wild. Um, well, let's move it on to the, um, to the, um, to the rapid fire here. Um, just, just go, go through the games. Let's just assume that nobody's resting starters at this point because okay. of, the, because of the seven seed. Um, and because, uh, b- meaning because we have more teams in the mix for the playoffs, um, and because there's only one um, um, bye week and Kansas City is the only team that locked it up, basically a lot of teams have to win this week to preserve seeding and playoffs and preserve. Yeah. So there's a lot of teams in the mix this, a lot of this week. Games. So more so, so this week is more relevant than, than recently. But let's just talk about a, a game that for, I guess, Tampa Bay has some relevancy. Atlanta, uh, Atlanta Falcons versus Tampa Bay. Bavada has Atlanta plus six versus Tampa. Who would you have there? Uh, I'm actually going to go with Tampa. It's, something tells me that they're going to start clicking now. I know they went into Detroit, and Detroit's not whatever, but right. I don't know. It's hard to win in Detroit, and it's hard to ba- uh, blow anybody out. They don't ever really lose by blowouts from what I've seen, so it, it seems like they're coming together. I'm going to take Tampa. Um, also, I think they just had a difficult time with Atlanta, mm-hmm. and then they kind of figured it out, and I think they're just going to continue that stretch. I agree. I think, um, you know, Tampa Bay, the only thing here is Matt Ryan. I mean, honestly, we'll see what happens in the offseason. But if new GM comes in at Atlanta, Matt Ryan, I would try to trade him 
to a team that needs yeah. a veteran quarterback. Well, how long are you going to beat that horse for, right? Just- yeah. Atlanta should reboot. They should start. And Matt Ryan knows that. Matt Ryan probably wants to go out on a win, so he's going to be charged up. But I'm with you, man. Tampa Bay, late bye week. They've been playing better since that bye. We've been seeing all year they have a defense that can beat you 9-3, to and they have an offense that can beat you 35-30. to And when you get in the playoffs, you need both. Um, yeah. Tampa Bay is a legit Super Bowl threat at this point. Uh, they're going to go in as a wild card, most likely. I think probably, definitely. I haven't looked at the scenario, but I don't because of the head-to-head. I don't think they can close any ground on New Orleans. So New Orleans won that division. Tampa Bay will yep. be a playoff seed. Tampa Bay, I think, will win. I, I like that that game's under a touchdown. I'll take Tampa Bay to cover. Um, next game on the list, we got Dallas Cowboys minus two and a half. Uh, both teams, if they win this game and Washington loses, whoever wins this game will be the division champion. Dallas Cowboys minus two and a half, according to Bovada, versus the New York Giants. I like the Giants for sure. I think that the the Dallas ineptitudes, um, what we've seen most of the year, is going to show up this week. It's a big game. It's a big chance for them. They can finally make hay, and they're going to blow it. You know, New York lost to Baltimore, and Baltimore beat them in convincing fashion, but we've not been sleeping on the Baltimore Ravens in this podcast. Um, oh. When they were 6-5, and five, I, I can't remember if you were with me, but I said they were going to win out and go 11-5. and five. Baltimore is peaking at the right time for the playoffs, um, so I don't think that was a bad loss for the Giants. This is an interesting game because you know what, what happens is when a road team comes in as the favorites in a division game, percentages over time, over decades... The home team covers that spread generally. It's a huge game. Going to be interesting. I'm actually going to defy that. I'm not going to bet on it, but I'm going to take Dallas to cover because I think that, I just think that they're playing a little bit better now. I think Dallas will win and they could make the playoffs. We'll see what happens because last game of the week is that Washington Philly game. We'll talk about that later. Next game, we got the New York Jets plus seven and a half versus the New England Patriots. Oh, wow. Very interesting. Uh, I'm going to go with the Jets. Man. It's come to this. It has come to this. And I think after, I bet you this this line after the Monday night performance from New England, I bet that line gets bet down. It'll be under a touchdown. I'll uh-huh. take the extra half point there, seven yeah. and a half. I'll take that. I'll take the Jets. Adam Gase doing his best to just completely detonate the New York Jets franchise. <laughs> detonate. He's completely, so he's completely screwed with Sam Darnold. Now he's Sam Darnold's going to be in this no man's land. He's going to have a new head coach come in. And they're going to probably draft a quarterback at number two. They cannot fall. Thanks to the Bengals pulling off the upset last week, the Jets cannot um, fall below the number two. So they will take a quarterback, assuming everybody's available for them. So I'll, I'm with you, man. I'll take the Jets. Next thing, we got the Minnesota Vikings, minus three and a half, according to Bavada versus Detroit Lions. And I'll say this, Brad, week 17, this is one of these weird games. Neither one of these teams, uh, it, it doesn't serve either one of these teams to win. Um, Detroit, the coaching staff's going out and Stafford, if, if he's healthy enough to play, I don't even know, um, could be his last game, Detroit against same thing with Matt Ryan. You never know. Um, Minnesota, the coaching staff is stable there. They're probably, I mean, if I'm Minnesota, is there any reason I would play Dalvin cook who has an injury history in this game? I mean, I rest him. So you're going to get this weird game. I probably personally stay away from it for that reason. But once again, Minnesota Bavada has it minus three and a half versus Detroit. Yeah, I'm going to go with Detroit, man. Let's just say it's Matt Stafford's last game there. I think maybe he plays a great, great, great brand of football this week. I'm going to go with them just for that reason alone. And and wait, and sorry, the Vikings, they're not in the playoffs, are they? No, once they lost to Chicago, that's it. That's it. So, you know, Minnesota is a good team. They are. They should be in the playoffs, and they're not. So this game doesn't matter to them any way, shape, or form. And I think it matters a little bit for Detroit. 
Yeah, I mean, I th- I'm sure the coaching staff in Minnesota will play and try to win and all that stuff. But I, I agree with you. I mean, the, you know, the coaching staff, Bevel, um, you know, Bevel wants some head coaching looks. I mean, he was a, a hot head coach candidate until Russell Wilson threw that interception on the goal line against New England all those years ago. And then it's like he was like, you know, pers- persona non grata or however you say that. Like, I think he wants to go out. He didn't coach last week because of COVID and all that stuff. Minnesota, I just don't see why you would play long minutes for Jefferson or for Thielen or for Cook. I mean, the last thing you want is them to, you know, blow out a knee or something and then put next yeah, year's season to right. jeopardy. And it serves them actually from draft point to lose. So we'll see. Sure. I, I bet you the starters play two or three quarters and then they start rotating in some young guys because Minnesota, they're building up for next year. They're going to be in playoff contention next year. So yeah, it's a weird one. I stay away, but I'll take, I'll take Detroit. What the hell? Um, yeah. Pittsburgh, they have to win to to have a shot at the second seed. Pittsburgh plus six and a half versus Cleveland, who must win, in my opinion, to have a playoff seed spot. So this one's very interesting, and uh, I do like Cleveland. I do, and I, I'm rooting for them actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like we spoke about earlier, I think Pittsburgh gets their groove back, so to speak, and I think they win by a touchdown. I do. I think maybe maybe Cleveland is one year away. That type of deal. You know, it's it's really disappointing the wide receivers, um, you know, being housed, and they weren't even housed because they had COVID. They were housed because they were high risk. Like another guy, they're they're at the team pool and their whole wide receiver group. It, you know, honestly, if I'm in an NFL team, I don't know why you're having. Like I would put a rule in the place. Like entire position groups cannot. You know how weird this year is. Entire position groups should not be in the pool at the same time for that reason. And I'll yeah, say this, yeah. like. That loss to the Jets, um, to me, is inexcusable. Stefanski going into halftime in a 10-point game, 10-point game, and the only touchdown that the New York Jets had scored at that point was on a trick play. 10-point game, Baker Mayfield, 24 throws, Nick Chubb, 8 rushes. Yeah, right, right. Every time they go away from it, it's like they never learn. They never learn, and this is the same thing with the Raiders. In that 50-mile-an-hour wind gust game, they had uh, Baker Mayfield throw the ball with reckless abandon. You know, that's one of the things that Belichick was so good at. Even if they were down, mm-hmm. it, they, they, then they, they never strayed from what the plan was and who they were, right? So, you okay, we're down 10. That doesn't mean we have to start throwing every time. We're just going to do what we do best mm-hmm. and chip away at this deal. And chip they always managed. That always seemed to work for it them. It always does. Am I wrong? Yep. Yep. It, right. It always does. And then all of a sudden you're asking Baker to throw, and that's not, that's not how they operate the best, right? Uh-huh. And what I've been hearing on YouTube and all this stuff, every time we pick against the Browns, everything I hear from the fans and all this stuff is the Browns have a top a top three offensive line in the league, and we got Chubb and all this stuff. And I say, I've said this before. I think Nick Chubb is the best running back in the league. I don't think he gets the volume that he should get, and he certainly didn't last week. Stefanski, in my opinion, and I like him as a head coach. I'm not banging on him, but he lost the Raiders game. Mm-hmm. Coaching. That was his fault. He lost the Jets game. I know they're stacking the box, but your offensive line's that freaking good. Everybody's telling me the offensive line's good, and you can't stand up because of safety's loading the box. Put mm-hmm. you know, take your wide rec- take your practice squad wide receivers off the field. Put a couple like three tight ends in. Put in a tackle eligible offensive tackle, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, an eligible offensive tackle on the end, and just run the damn ball. Go goal line. You got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. You know, and yeah. and yeah. your tight ends give you matchup problems. So if they go big. Austin Hooper, David Njoku, Harrison Bryant will eat people for lunch if they go big and try to stop it. That was so obvious, so obvious. And the New York Jets and Stefanski lost that game. And that was a game I think they have to have because I don't think they beat the Steelers this week, dude. I don't see it. I yeah, don't right. see it. I know, I know. 
Let me hit you with the line. It's it's such a good line. Such a good line that I, you know, I would think that I wrote it down wrong. I know where you're going to be on this. Pittsburgh plus six and a half versus the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, right. That's an easy one for me. It's easy. easy. Maybe if it was seven and a half, it wouldn't be so easy. But this one's this one feels right. No, Brad, Brad, Brad. They're getting six and a half. Whoa, 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 whoa. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is getting six and a half. Getting six and a half. Okay, that's weird. Don't you think that's weird? That is that is to me the bet of the week. That's bizarre. Plus six and a half. That is the bet of the week. That's that the is bet the bet of the, of the week. year. And now I, I'm I'm confident that by the time this airs everywhere, that 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 line has been eaten up because the sharps aren't going to let that last. Pittsburgh woke up in the second half. They have to play to preserve a two seed or to preserve <laughs> a shot at a two seed. Getting six and a half of, against the Cleveland, who they dominated the first time. Okay, they played. well let's look at it like this. So let's say Pittsburgh loses. Do they get the? Th- three seed which is essentially yeah, they're almost. locked into the three they could okay, get to the two all right so maybe maybe that's part of the deal you think maybe they i mean what's really the difference between the two and the three seed brad the lines up to plus seven and a half that must be the deal are they not starting guys because they don't they're not too concerned about that that slot change i'm, I'm searching gotta, right there's now there's gotta be something behind that because there's there's no damn way Pittsburgh if they're they're playing all excuse me playing all their starters that they would be an underdog. Come the on. the look if they're playing their start that's the question if they're playing their starters this I mean this is a slam dunk they're getting more than a touchdown against the Browns and look last year it, let's say they rest Roethlisberger and I'd be fine with them doing that you know this team was eight and six last year without Roethlisberger. Yeah right. Right. I know Cleveland's got to have it. You're telling me that Cleveland's going to beat Pittsburgh by by more than a touchdown? <clears throat> Come on. Even Come if on, even if Pittsburgh's man. resting, guys, their defense is going to hold Cleveland. It's not going to be more than that. I, I just I don't see it happening. Cleveland bad loss last week. We'll see if their wide receivers can get themselves activated. I think they will because it was only a high risk. They didn't have the virus. Uh, next game on the list, we got Baltimore. Um, who needs a win to stay in the playoffs, basically, okay? Um, and I do have playoff. Oh, by the way, since we were talking Cleveland, here are their scenarios. They, If they win, they're in. If Indianapolis loses to Jacksonville, yeah. they're in. They're not losing yeah. to Jacksonville. If Cleveland, um, Cleveland tie or Baltimore lost, Cleveland tie or Miami lost, Cleveland tie or Tennessee lost, Cleveland tie, Indianapolis tie, or Cleveland tie, Tennessee tie, Baltimore win, Miami win. So they do have a lot of scenarios, but long story short, they have to win this game. Because Indianapolis is beating Jacksonville. Sure. I think sure. Cleveland's on the outside looking in. That's my prediction. There's no way Indianapolis loses to Jacksonville because Jacksonville has nothing to gain from winning. No. No. Not 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 one bit. They have everything to lose from winning, actually. Actually, but they are locked into the one spot. Oh, they are locked because in. Because the Jets beat the Browns last week. Yes. So okay. All right. They're so locked maybe in. they do go out there and play really hard. So yeah. I, I guess I'll take that back, right? But Yeah. They did beat the Colts in week one. Game. Yeah, Indianapolis is winning that game. I think Indianapolis is in the playoffs. Anyway, uh, Baltimore, next game. Baltimore, Bavada has it minus 11.5 versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I'm definitely going to go with Baltimore. I think they, they play their best game of the year. Baltimore's got to have it to get in. Baltimore's yeah. been playing well. We Baltimore said it. balls out. Yeah, we said 6-5. and five, They're going to win out, and they're going to be in the playoffs. They control their own destiny. They are going to – look, I don't like big lines. I don't like lines over 10. They're going to blow the doors off of Cincinnati this For week. Sure. They will be in For the sure. playoffs, and nobody's going to want to play them in the wildcard round. Nobody. Nobody. And we'll see after the seeding, man. You have no idea how the seeding's going to shake out here because everybody has five losses. It's nuts. Um, next game, big one, okay? Miami Dolphins. And I want to talk about them for a little bit. 
Miami Dolphins Bavada has it plus four and a half versus the Buffalo Bills. Now, here's the deal with the Bills. They either have the two or the three seed, depending on what happens. If the Bills win, they have the two seed. Um, if they lose, they have the three seed. But it's not like we have any idea who the two or the three seed would play. They're going to have a home game in the first round of the playoffs. We know that. Okay. Um, now, I'm sure Buffalo, especially young teams, you, you know that young teams in the regular season like that seeding. Whereas veteran teams, they're looking to stay healthy. So the younger teams always like to win that game. I believe that Buffalo will play their starters for the whole stretch and try to get the two seed. I do think that. Now, we'll see what happens. I'm sure the coaches will watch the scoreboard. We'll see what happened with the Pittsburgh game and all that. You know, if Pittsburgh, if Cleveland's beating the crap out of Pittsburgh in the, you know, in the first half, maybe they'll rest their starters coming out in the second half. But basically, I think we're going to get sp- starters from both teams. Let me read you the Miami Dolphins playoff scenarios before you make your pick, Brett. Yeah. Miami Dolphin clinches playoff berth with win. Um, or a Baltimore loss. If Baltimore loses, Miami's in. If Cleveland loses, Miami's in, even if Miami loses. Um, and then, you know, ties, you know, you get a bunch of ties. Let's just take those scenarios out. So Miami wins with, uh, gets in with a win or a Baltimore loss or a Cleveland loss, which we just predicted Cleveland will lose to, Balt- to, to Pittsburgh in an upset. So let me hit you with that line again. Ba- uh, Miami plus four and a half versus Buffalo. It's a big game for Miami. I know we've seen a lot of improvements from them. It's been awesome, and I really like them, and I really like Fitzpatrick, and and I like Tua. I like that whole deal. Um, I just think Buffalo is ahead of them. I think Buffalo, it, even though you know they could get either the two or the three, I, I think they're going to keep trying to win as, as much as they can. I think that's where they're at as a team. I agree. I think Buffalo is a team that's going to want to keep its foot on the gas. Um, look, we've been saying all season, probably for like the, the first like 12 weeks, we're like, Buffalo, man, this defense has got to show up. Thankfully, the offense is going to, the defense is showing up now. Like they're, they're, they're peaking at the right time. I've been saying this, like putting the product on the field week 16, week 17, I think that they, along with the New Orleans Saints, are the best two teams playing today. I'm not saying that they're yeah. my Super Bowl picks once the playoffs sure. start because that's that changes everything. But today, I believe Buffalo's playing the best. It all really, to me, comes down to whether or not Buffalo plays their starters. But this was a close game when Buffalo was playing at their best earlier in the year. Yeah. The yeah. interesting thing about Miami, let me talk about Miami and give, because I, I really am liking what I'm seeing from both of these teams moving forward. I think this is going to be one of the new rivalries. This might be the new Steelers-Ravens rivalry. This might be the new, like, this is just going to be a big division rivalry going forward, because I'll tell you why. You know who Miami reminds me of, dude? And I might have texted you this on Sunday. They remind me of the 1991 Dallas Cowboys. That was the year before they won their first Super Bowl. The Washington, then Redskins, won the Super Bowl that year. They were going off in the division and all that stuff. But Dallas finished that year, I think they were 10-6. and six. They had a young Michael Irvin, a young Emmett Smith, a young uh, Troy Aikman. And they were built on this team that was just loaded with draft picks. And they had a young coach who got this team fired up to play. Yeah. I'm looking at Miami. With that coaching staff, we've been talking about this for two years now. What this coaching staff does, man, they get their players hyped to play. Now, yeah. I think they're a year away. But listen to this, Brad. If the season were to end today, and we'll see what happens with Houston. They own Houston's draft pick. They could have the third overall pick in the draft, dude. Crazy. And they own the 23rd pick. Miami, imagine if they trade down with a team hungry for like one of those quarterbacks and they they you know get maybe another defensive lineman. They could they could draft a lockdown corner and their defense is already sick. Imagine another lockdown corner. I, I mean, I they know. could do so many things. They're it's, so really, freaking good. It's great to see. Um and 
let's talk about a little bit the, the relationship between two and Fitzpatrick and how that feels. I love it too. Mm-hmm. I love it too. And, um, I, you know, I heard something. That, look, what I love about it is, is that Tua knows he's the future. Mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick knows that he's not, and they both accepted that. But mm-hmm. just because Fitzpatrick comes in to, to quote save the day or provide a different type of spark, it doesn't mean that Tua is any less of the future. I think it shows a lot of confidence, and I, I like the synergy. And I, I haven't seen that relationship before. You know, right. you're right. You're right. And Fitzpatrick is like, I think Fitzpatrick is so likable as a player from a casual NFL or any NFL fan because he just goes with the flow and you know, he's kind of honest. You remember when he got benched and I, I thought, man, what is Miami doing benching Fitzpatrick when they were, was it like four and three or so, whatever they were? I can't remember what the record was. And I'm like, you know, Fitzpatrick is better today. And I think the coaching staff knows that. But let me say this about Tua. Um, I'm going to say something good, and I'm going to say something that for Miami Dolphins fans, you're going to bristle at this, and you're going to think that I'm cutting them down and all that, and I'm not, because everybody likes to, to to defend their quarterback, and that's fine. But Tua, to me, they, he takes care of the football. He, to me, at this stage in his career, he's a game manager, um, and there's nothing yeah, wrong with okay. that. That's fine. And that's Miami's fine. got a long way to go. And Miami's defense is so good; they generate some turnovers and all that stuff. You you see what happens when Miami goes up with the lead? They're kind of like to me last year's Baltimore Ravens. In a way, not to say yeah. that Tua this year is as good as Lamar Jackson was last year because he's not. That's I mean that would be stupid to say, and I think even Dolphins fans, even the biggest Homer Dolphins fans would would agree with that. He's not what Lamar Jackson was last year. Okay, but mm-hmm. Miami they take a lead like the Ravens last year. They can sit on that lead with that defense. Two is not going to hurt you. He can make enough plays. I like how he uses his tight end and his running backs. He can make plays downfield, move the chain, and he's not going to kill you with a pick six or something like that. That's Tua, yeah. man. He just doesn't do that. Sure, sure. Um, but they they go down, and we've seen this a couple times now in the fourth quarter. They're down by a score or two. They need to move the ball in rapid succession. The coaching staff knows that Tua is not that guy yet. They move yeah. to Fitzpatrick, and this dude slings it. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen a quarterback just come in in the fourth quarter cold and sling it consistently? I know it's pretty wild. I know it's pretty wild. And, and you know, maybe it has something to do with. Remember how we spoke about how Nick Foles ultimately had nothing yeah. to lose, right? Maybe <laughs> I think Fitzpatrick has literally nothing to lose. And I always say that Fitzpatrick and Nick Foles to me are very similar. And we said well, that on the show for sure, except for the fact that Fitzpatrick has like a this personality he does this, <laughs> right like i he's love so it likable he is i just want to get all smoked out and drunk with this guy <laughs> so, you know yeah like wouldn't he be a he looks like he'd be so fun but uh beyond that um yeah he comes in cool as a cucumber man he just does it when when they ripped his face mask and he still delivered that unbelievable. ball unbelievable that was fantastic and then let me go ahead go ahead no all you right, go so let me bring up one one thing that i heard the other day there were some people on a certain network that were a little bit, they didn't like how carefree Tua seems to be about getting benched. They actually took it as a personal affront. Is this ESPN? I, and, uh, yes. Yeah. And, and I, it's not that That's I disagree or agree with it. I don't agree with it. But it was an interesting way to look at it. And look, as a competitor, these were former players. So obviously I don't know what it's like to compete for a damn thing. Right, mm-hmm. but they were a little bit offended by how carefree Tua was about being benched and replaced. Just very interesting, I thought. Ah, uh, you know, that's I think machi- it shows a lack of insecurity on Tua's part. Agreed, and I think yeah. it's that stupid machismo in my in my opinion. Look, okay, I think sure. like here's the thing: is I think 
Tua at this point, and again, Dolphins fans are going to take this as criticism. It's not criticism. It's, it's To me, it's reality. And I always say this. I don't have any bias. I like Miami. I'm rooting for the. I love this team. And I just said that I think they're, they remind me so much of those 1991 Dallas Cowboys, who, by the way, I hated with the passion because back then I was, a, I mean, the biggest oh, Washington fan. Yeah. Hated them with the passion. But you respect with that organization and Jimmy Johnson and those, those picks they accumulated, what they did. Now, Miami, and this is, by the way, why when you're when you root for a team and they're letting their veterans go and they're accumulating picks and you say they're tanking, you get all mad. This is why you let them do that because two years later they're they're controlling their own destiny and they're they're a dirty team man and one of the best yeah. defenses in the league. But this team like Tua, he knows what he is at this point. Like he's a good quarterback. But let me say this: this is one of these things that Miami Dolphins fans they're going to criticize. Go ahead and comment below because I'm definitely posting this to YouTube. If I'm ranking today. Today, only today, week 17 of the 2020 NFL season, if I'm ranking the rookie quarterbacks from what I've seen so far, the ones that have gotten significant playing time, number one for me is Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. He is phenomenal, and he is going to be a decades-long player. I mean, he's as good today to me as Josh Allen was in week one of the NFL season. He is learning so fast. And when this, assuming the coaching staff gets fired and they have an offensive-minded coaching staff comes in, maybe they make a splash, they have some cap room, maybe they get another receiver like a Chris Godwin or Kenny Galladay or some of these guys, mm-hmm. they add that to what they have, he's going to be freaking next level. So Josh, sure. uh, um, um, Justin Herbert's number one. Number two to me, honestly, is Jalen Hurts for the Philadelphia Eagles. Really? Yeah, like he's like limited, but he can make plays. He's a slower but heavier and more powerful version of Kyler Murray to me. Mm-hmm. Assuming Philadelphia moves forward with him as a starter next year, I think he's going to have a hell of a season. Fantasy football players get it. If you like, you know, like football cards and stuff, just go on eBay right now and buy a rated Jalen Hurts card because I think he's going to. It's going to appreciate. Number three today is Tua. Number four today at this point is Joe Burrow, and I would have. And and, and I'm not saying these are bad because I I love all these rookie quarterbacks. But to me, Tua is the third best. I would rather have, honestly, Jalen Hurts because he gives me more, a little more of that Fitzpatrick stuff. Now, going forward, I think Tua and Justin Herbert are probably the best quarterbacks long-term mm-hmm. for the franchise. I love this Miami Dolphins team. They could use maybe another wide receiver. There's just so much to like about this team, dude. But yeah. both teams. I, the, the AFC East is going to be interesting again. When's the last time we could say that? For sure. The AFC East is far more entertaining these days. 100%. Anyway, so let me get you back. Let's remind everybody. The Miami Dolphins plus 4.5 versus the Buffalo Bills, uh, according to Bovada. Who do you got? I'm still going to go with Buffalo. I think they're playing better than anybody in the AFC. You know, 4.5 to me, I'll take Miami on the road. I think this is a field goal game either way. If Buffalo rests, you know, Josh Allen in the second half or whatever they're going to do, I think Miami wins. Uh, Miami, I think, is in a bit of trouble, but I do believe Cleveland loses this week to Pittsburgh um, in a quote-unquote upset, and I think Miami's in the playoffs. And I'm I'm really happy about that because Miami's an exciting team. I love, yeah, me too. I love this coach, man. I love this coach and how he has his team playing. They're going to be very good for a long time. I hope so. It's awesome. I think it's the Chiefs, the Bills, and the uh, the Dolphins moving forward for the next you know ten years. You know, tra- trading wow. shots. I do, Strong man. Strong That's claim. Yep. Um, man, I love these franchises. Next game, we got the Seattle Seahawks, according to Bovada, minus six versus the San Francisco 49ers. I think it's Seahawks all day, for sure. Enough said. Yeah, if uh, there's a scenario where the Seattle Seahawks could get the, the bye week, so you know they're going to come out and do everything sure. they can to win that. Um, I agree with you. Seattle um, is there. San Francisco, they're playing their third-string quarterback at this point. I like San Francisco. They're well-coached. 
But this is the week that I think they're just like, maybe San Francisco rest their starters in the second half. Because San Francisco to me is, is honestly, the San Francisco 49ers to me in 2021 are my Super Bowl favorites for the NFC. I can, I'm yeah, locking totally. that in now. I can see that. Yeah, I don't disagree. They're going to be healthy. They get their defense back, and they 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 ground uh, grinded. Um, you know, they, they're grinding away this whole season again with injuries. Seattle, though, this year it's their year. Uh, it's the NFC at the top is really impressive. But I'll take Seattle this week. Next game, huge game. Loser is likely out. Well, I, I don't want to say likely because Chicago, even the loser. Um, there are scenarios. Okay, let me give you the scenario. If Arizona loses and Chicago loses to Green Bay this week, Arizona is out. Chicago's in. The Rams are in. If Arizona beats the Rams and Chicago loses against Green Bay, the Rams are in. Okay. Um, so any combination of two out of those three teams could play. But let me hit you with the line. Arizona plus four versus the Los Angeles Rams. Jared Goff out. He had thumb surgery. He's out for this game. Okay. Well, he hasn't exactly been that great for them. Who's, who's their backup? Gosh, it was Blake Bortles, but I don't even know who. I don't think it's him anymore. I don't think it is either. Back up. I think it's someone that we never heard of, to be honest. Hold on, I'm searching because I meant to look that up before. John Wolford. All right. Well, I have no idea who who that guy is or what he's done. Uh, Probably not much, but I got to go with Arizona, man. At least I'm I'm pulling for them anyway. Yeah, with Goff out, I think Arizona. I think Arizona does it. Yeah, I am kind of pulling for them, and I like the Rams. But, I do like uh, the Rams. Let me say this: my prediction: both of these teams, both of these teams make the playoffs. We'll talk about why later. Uh, next game, we got Jacksonville plus fourteen versus the Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis has got to have it, and they need some help. Okay, fine. They'd have to have it. They're going to win, but I got to take Jacksonville to cover. Jacksonville can can hang with anybody. They're, I know their record is terrible, but it's not exactly like playing them equals a 30-point win. Yeah. Right? We I'm with really you. have seen that from them. So I'm going to go with Jacksonville. I'm going to – same thing, man. Now, Jacksonville beat Indianapolis uh, in week one this year. It was one of the weirdest losses. It's why a lot of people were slow to get on the Indianapolis bandwagon. Um, and Indianapolis actually outplayed Jacksonville in that game, but they still managed to lose. Indianapolis will win this game. Jacksonville, you know, Jay Gruden – We'll see. It's going to be probably the last start for Glennon or Minshew, whoever they decide to start there. Jacksonville's going to give you a good game. I think they'll cover mm-hmm. the spread. Indianapolis wins. And I think Indianapolis is in the playoffs because I believe that Cleveland loses to the to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Tennessee, minus 7.5 versus the Houston Texans. By the way, I forgot to lay out the scenario. If Indianapolis wins this game, if the Tennessee Titans get upset by the Houston Texans, um, uh, te- Indianapolis wins the division. So it's not all oh, about okay. the wild card for sure, them. Sure, sure. I think Tennessee takes this. I know that the spread is unkind. Um, they had a bad showing in Green Bay. Uh, they're going to be home. Tennessee is home for this game. Tennessee is on the road. Okay. Um, I think regardless, I'm not going to change my opinion. Derrick Henry goes goes haywire again, and I think they take it. Yeah, I'm looking at the Tennessee playoff scenarios. So they clinch with a Baltimore loss. They clinch with a Miami loss. Um, but a Cleveland loss won't do it. A Cleveland mm-hmm. loss won't do it. So they have to at least tie if Cleveland loses. So Cleveland owns the tiebreaker on them. So there's a very real scenario where if Tennessee loses this game, they miss the playoffs. That is a very real scenario. Mm-hmm. So Cleveland, let me go back to the Cleveland scenarios. That would mean that if Tennessee loses, Cleveland could get in. Let me confirm that. A Tennessee loss plus a Miami win plus a Baltimore win would have Cleveland in. 
Mm-hmm. So they don't have to win, but that's a pretty big scenario. Anyway, yeah, I, seven and a half, I think it's going to be more than, I think it's going to be uncomfortable. I think Houston mm-hmm. will keep it closer. I mm-hmm. think it'll be a touchdown game by the, all said and done. I'll take Tennessee to win, but I don't think they dominate this week. We'll see. I'm a believer, though, man. I like Tannehill. I like this team. This team's I built for the playoffs. I hope we I, see I them. Like them. I like their coaching staff. I like their brand of football. Um, I like a lot of things about them, actually. Yep. They have had a couple weeks this year where they didn't look like themselves for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, a couple months ago, and they have a little bit of a skid. They lost kind of two straight. It uh, looked yeah. pretty bad. Yeah, it's the defense. The bad. defense has just never come together this year. Like we saw for Buffalo. Buffalo's defense has come together. Seattle's defense has come together. Tennessee's mm-hmm. never really did. But the offense, I mean, you know, they were a top three scoring offense before the, the Packers game last week. So, you know, they're, they're, they're good. Yeah, sure, sure. And Derrick Henry, man, you know. Yeah. He's yeah. awesome. Next level. Uh, let's see. Next game, we have the Las Vegas Raiders plus one versus the Denver Broncos in a game that means nothing for the playoffs. Yeah, okay. Should we talk about this or what? <laughs> Make your pick. Uh, Vegas. Uh, Gruden's going to play his starters. Vegas yeah. Vegas getting a point. The Raiders are going to be more charged up for this game than the Broncos. Well, I'll take the Raiders. Uh, the Chargers plus 10.5 versus the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll assume that the Kansas City play their, uh, Chiefs okay. play their starters for at least a half. I do not believe the starters will be playing in the second half. That's my opinion. All right. Well, the way the, the Chargers have been playing and the way the Chiefs have been playing, I got to go with the Chargers to cover. Yeah. I agree with you. That's a lot of points. Justin Herbert played this team well in his first ever start. Um, Lynn, uh, Coach Lynn there and the, the Chargers, he's trying to preserve his job. I don't believe that will happen, but I do believe that the Chargers will come out much more fired up than the Kansas City Chiefs. Would not shock me if the Chargers, based on Chiefs resting, would not shock me if the Chargers actually upset in this week. Um, Kansas City Chiefs, I believe, will be 14-2 or 15-1 going into the playoffs. They don't yep. care. They don't care about this game. Yep. They just need to stay healthy. I'll take the Chargers uh, in this one. Next game, huge game, massive game. Green Bay minus four versus Chicago. I'll lay out the scenarios. Green Bay wins this game. They clinch a home field by, and Aaron Rodgers really wants that. We saw that last week, why they want that in the snow with uh, Tennessee. It really screwed up, screwed with them. Believe me, if they're playing Seattle or they're playing the Saints, they oh, want to be playing sure. in the snow and the cold. For so, sure. Green Bay clinches a, a first-round bye with a win or a Seattle loss to San Francisco. But we both think Seattle is going to win, so we yeah. think Green Bay has to win this game. Uh, Chicago, meanwhile, let me get to their scenarios. If they win, they are in. If they lose then they need the Cardinals to lose and the Rams to win with a backup quarterback over the Cardinals. I don't think that's yeah. going to happen. So I think we're getting, I mean, this is a playoff game. I think both teams are really going to be going after this one. Once again, the line, Green Bay minus four at Chicago. It's actually a must-win game for both teams. Both teams. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and not to sound like a homer, but let's just all agree that Green Bay is better than Chicago. So they're playing from an equal standpoint this week. And mm-hmm. I, I got to go with Green Bay. You know, in the past, I've taken Green Bay just kind of because I don't want to put the hex on them mm-hmm. or jinx them. But I do think they should win this one, and they may win it easily. Just a just a theory. I believe um, I believe that Green Bay. I like to bet on the veteran quarterbacks who need the win to get in the playoffs in yeah, Week 17 yeah. because there's so much oddity. If you have a veteran quarterback, 
especially with Super Bowl pedigree and playoff experience that needs the win to preserve a seed or to get in the playoffs or whatever. I like to bet on those. That's why we bet on Russell Wilson over the San Francisco 49ers to cover. That's why I am betting on Green Bay. That's why I'm betting on Aaron Rodgers. Now, Chicago, no disrespect since Trubisky's been back in. They've been able to run the ball. They've been able to move the ball and score a lot of points. The defense um, is still the Chicago Bears defense. Maybe not what it was a couple years ago. They're good. But Green Bay, I believe, wins. I believe that Arizona beats the Rams. I believe that the Chicago Bears miss the playoffs based on that. Uh, Next game, we got two games left, Brad. We got the New Orleans Saints, minus 5.5 versus Carolina. Let me tell you the New Orleans Saints uh, home field advantage scenarios here. So obviously they need Green Bay to lose first and foremost. They need Seattle to win. Green Bay to lose so that there's a three-way tie, and then they would win that tiebreaker um, over Seattle. Mm -hmm. Um, So once again, New Orleans minus 5.5 versus Carolina. I think New Orleans easy, to be honest. I I think that there's any... If there's any threat to Green Bay, or, or is there any team that's better in the in the conference? I think it's New Orleans. I mean, does anyone not think that they're awesome? New Orleans to me is playing the best football today. Although Green Bay, from what I've seen the last two they weeks out of the too. defense, they're getting there. Believe yeah. me, look, I think everything in the NFC right now is is well. I don't want to say everything because Russell Wilson. I don't think it matters where he plays if he's on the road yeah, or at me home. Me neither. Me neither. But Green Bay, New Orleans. I think Green Bay loses in New Orleans. I think New Orleans loses in Green Bay. So that's mm-hmm. a huge one. Yeah, I'm going to take New Orleans, veteran quarterback. Carolina got their win against Washington. We saw that coming with Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins is trash. He's not even on the, the Washington football team anymore. Uh, Carolina got their win. New Orleans is going to come out and house Carolina. I yep. believe New Orleans wins running away. Uh, last game of the week, Washington, speaking of. Now, are we going to get Alex Smith back? Are we going to have Tyler Haneke, the fourth-string quarterback, start? I don't know. We know that we're going to get Jalen Hurts playing for Philadelphia. And Philadelphia is probably the healthiest they've been all season long. Washington plus one Sunday night football versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Hmm. Hmm. Let's go Philly, man. I'm going to go with Philly and Jalen Hurts. Philly and Jalen Hurts. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, so Washington scenarios here. Washington win. They're in. Now, if Alex Smith plays, actually, you know, let me take that back. Let me walk that back. If Alex Smith can go and he's actually healthy, I think Washington will win this game. It's going to be a slug match. It is going to be a slug match. And I think them being one-point underdogs is fair. Uh, Mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts is putting up points. He didn't play particularly well in the second half, but you saw a young quarterback pressing against uh, a a Dallas team. And I think Doug Peterson, honestly, I'm I'm just not enamored with what he does as a head coach. Um, His system, he moves away from the run too fast. He... uh, often takes his best players off the field or takes the ball out of their hands. I don't like it. Jalen Hurst is good enough to kind of overcome some of that stuff. Washington with Alex Smith, if Alex Smith can play a full four quarters, wins that game. But we don't know if that's going to happen, so I personally stay away from it. Otherwise, Philadelphia. Washington scenarios, they're when they're in. If they tie and, and Dallas loses, so a tie and a Dallas loss puts them a half a game um, ahead, I think, of the... Uh, the uh, New York Giants, although in retrospect, it doesn't seem like that's right, but you know, whatever. So, um, well, what a week. I know. Best week awesome 17 week. we've had probably in decades. Yeah. yeah. Awesome week. I love it. It's yeah, good. I we mean, find we, some, we yeah. went over all those games. There's only one game that has no implications. I think it was the Vegas game, right? Yeah. Everything else mattered in some way. It's really cool. Yeah, it is. Uh, there, there was one more as Minnesota, Detroit. Oh, oh and the, that's and the, right. Yeah. And the Jets and the, and the Patriots. That doesn't matter. Okay. Everything else matters. Mm-hmm. So in 16 mm-hmm. games, 13 of them are relevant. Usually it's four. You know, yeah, week no, it's true. 
It's true. I can't wait for the playoffs. I cannot wait till we get our seats. I cannot wait for next week's episode where we do kind yeah, of like right. laying everything out and predict our winner and all that. Great yeah, time. Is there anything better than the NFL playoffs? Come on. You know, I was thinking about Brad if we could do like a, maybe we pick a playoff game. Because you know how we usually do is uh, is the Wolf of Tarpon Springs is he coming in for the first week of the playoffs this year as is your custom? Oh, that's a great question. I will have to find that out. I'm thinking about maybe we set up something because I have a I have an active Twitch account now um, for Underdog and all that. I'm thinking maybe uh-huh. we set up something like this where we where we're just watch and have a watch party and people you know can comment and all that stuff. Um, but maybe we do that. Instead of just text yeah. back and forth, if we pick a game, it doesn't have to be, and maybe it, it 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 maybe we do it, and it's the worst thing in the world. I don't know. Well, when Brian comes into town, there's we do a few things that we wouldn't <laughs> yeah. want the general. No, no, no. Yeah, we don't want to we don't want to lose our monetization. So to see us do. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, you can't do that. You come yeah. back. It's like the so, uh, it's night at the Roxbury. We've been hiding it from people for years, so it's not like. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, one of them has a career. You and me, we don't have careers. Yeah, right. Point. It matters yeah. for him, not us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, well, on that note, dude, dude, have a good week. I can't wait for next week. It's gonna be so awesome. Uh, everybody, hey, there is some value out there. Go out, make some bets, get paid. You wanna get paid? Then get paid. Sean and Brad help you with the games from the fantasy to the gambling. We the NFL experts help you win. You better tune in for the two hosts. They know everything. From the players to the coaches so get paid on a sunday because the team right here know the game the most from shot town to the florida coast got swag got butter with the toast brands are washed up models don't hate on that show rights the fantasy football almanac so quit that losing time to win we talk fantasy or real whatever you win you're gonna wish this podcast never in now get ready for the best show to begin let's go